Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Americans say they can't think anymore. They can't remember anymore. That they're in a a cognitive fog and they blame COVID. Oh, we could blame lots of things. We could blame getting older. We could blame this sad state that so many of us are in with lots of heavy news. But Americans in their 20s, 30s, and 40s say it's long COVID that is a major cause of their cognitive decline. They say they're having trouble. Remember, concentrating, making decisions. Many are saying they're they're having trouble like walking downstairs, doing basic errands outside of the home. And it's not necessarily age because it's people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't know if this is an emotional response to COVID, but they, they claim, at least the people in the study, that it is a physical one. Joining us to talk about COVID, as he often does, but we haven't spoken to him in a while, our friend of the show, Dr. Gregory Poland, a vaccinologist and vaccine expert at the Mayo Clinic. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Dr. Poland, always great to speak with you. And you, Jordana, a delight. Well, before we get to everybody else, David tells me that, unfortunately, you got COVID for the first time in this whole pandemic a few weeks ago. I did indeed. I mean, ironically, after three and a half years, I had avoided it, taking all the Mm -hmm. precautions I talk about. I was in London on my way to uh, chair a international vaccine meeting and I got COVID. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, how was it for you? Like, was it extreme? It was not. And uh, you would think, uh, you know, I'm over the age of 65 male, blood group A, you know, those risk factors. Uh, and it was really pretty mild. I, I had a very, very bad taste in my mouth, sore throat, little bit of fatigue, but recovered really very quickly. Uh, doctor, this is Adam Carter. I currently have COVID right now because I it's the second time for me, and it's like a bad cold is what it's like. But yeah. here's the question I have for you, in which I'm still kind of confused on. So I noticed the first symptoms, I guess, late Thursday, early Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tested yesterday, which got the positive result. So, like, when am I in the clear to, I guess, continue kind of with my daily life? Well, the CDC recommendation is five days after symptoms. Okay. You know, the the more um, the more expansive uh, definition in terms of protecting others is that you have two negative tests. Okay. I don't particularly like that definition, however, because you can test positive late in your course yes. and not be contagious. Right. So in general, I would follow the five-day rule. If you're still very symptomatic, I, I would delay, you know, kind of re-entry into sure. your activities. Yep. And Doc, uh, Adam had the booster. He's been mm-hmm. up to date on his booster. He just got it like a month ago. So once again, I just want you to reiterate uh, should people be getting boosters? And if you can still get COVID, uh, why? Why should we be getting them? 
for the same reason that we get flu vaccines and most all of our vaccines. These are designed not to prevent infection, but to prevent the severity of infection and the complications that occur from it. So myself, Adam, uh, the reason we're not in the hospital or not on a ventilator is because we've had these vaccines. So we have a certain level, as does society now, a certain level of immunity. Um, that doesn't mean people aren't getting hospitalized. They are people with compromised immune systems, people who have not kept up uh, with getting boosters and, and vaccines. They are at risk. So let's turn the conversation back to the long COVID issues that people are experiencing. Is there an over like, I'm wondering at one point, like if you've had COVID and you're just you're experiencing things and maybe out of the ordinary, like, is there a common thread to long COVID? Is there something or does it manifest itself in so many different ways, which I would think would make it very difficult to A, diagnose and B, to treat? You know, you're right, Adam. And, and even as physicians and researchers, we're still in search of a biomarker, for example, something that we could measure. Otherwise, it's subjective. What does the patient tell you? Or what can you see uh, observing the patient? So it makes it very difficult. You hear of all manner uh, of symptoms, but we do have uh, some clarity that has occurred. This happens more often in women than men more often in younger women than older women, um, and much more often in people who have not been vaccinated. The question is what to do and, and how, mm -hmm. to, how to have an objective um, diagnosis of it. You know, when you, when you hear so many people saying, as Jordana did at the top of our time together, you know, some of those are almost certainly physical manifestations of long COVID. Others are probably more psychological and emotional reactions to, you know, indirectly to what COVID has done to our families, our society, our workplace. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a very complicated matrix to try to tease apart. That's interesting because it wasn't only the physicality, you know, they talk about in the, it was a times piece how they're having trouble thinking and concentrating and making decisions. But then, you know, there is a percentage of people that doing basic errands outside of the home, you know, uh, physicality, no like walking, you know, and, and I thought to myself, wow, that's a really emotional response because a lot of us didn't leave the house for a long time or were afraid right. to go in public. And that's like a, a psychosomatic response. Um, well, you you know mentioned what, Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, my, my daughter's a mental health counselor, and she, she's a trauma specialist, and she's enlightened me on this, and I think it, it's really true. You know, nationally, globally, COVID-19 was a trauma. I mean, it, yes. it shut our society down. Yes. It shut our schools and workplaces down. It shifted how we work, how we think, how we interacted, the fears that we had, particularly in the beginning of the pandemic. This was a real national trauma, and we need to recognize that, and we need to deal with that. A question on that. So my wife, um, she's had COVID twice, both uh, post-vaccine. 
uh, first time in 2021, and then again last year when I got it. But she has been experiencing uh, high blood pressure. She noticed she's been noticing like you know very winded when she's doing you know limited activity. And then le- a couple weeks ago, she went in and got her final booster. And it like in the 24 hours after it happened. Her heart rate was very elevated. Her heart was skipping beats. Now, they said it would have been too soon for that last vaccine to have that kind of impact. But could those other symptoms, doctor, that I was describing, and I'm sorry to just get personal about my wife here, but mm-hmm. could those could that be part of what we're talking about, about maybe long COVID uh, symptoms? It's probably your fault, Adam, and not yeah, exactly. COVID. Exactly. No, right. <laughs> oh, trust me, there's a lot there, doc. I'll just... <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I think all our wives would say that. But no, uh, to be serious, uh, when when somebody has symptoms like that, they deserve to have a health care provider who takes Mm -hmm. that seriously and who investigates to understand what's happening. Uh, You know, this is something people give short shrift to. But what is absolutely clear to us as practicing physicians is we see physical complications, manifestations of COVID for a year and longer out from the infection. Mm -hmm. People who had no risk factors for heart disease who now have heart disease or symptoms like what you're uh, explaining uh, in regard to your wife. But there's almost not an organ system in the body that is not adversely affected by COVID. Mm. Scary. Doc, we have a couple of questions from texters. Is it okay if I throw some at you? Sure. Sure. Great. Uh, one of them says, please talk more about blood group A yeah. being part of COVID. Yeah. Well, uh, there have been uh, two or three studies now showing that people with blood group A, by the way, it's true for pneumococcal uh, infections, a bacterial infection, um, actually have, uh, on average, a worse clinical course. Now, you know, those are, those are studies with large numbers of people in them and they're applying probability. doesn't mean it will happen to an individual with group A, such as myself. But Mm -hmm. uh, it is indeed a risk factor, as is Mm -hmm. age and other medical conditions. That's interesting. Uh, Some other questions, Adam. I'll just throw these out to the doctor. Um, How much do the vaccines, the shots, impact natural immunity? I think the questioner may be kind of confusing something. So when we When we use the term, quote, natural immunity, it means that the immunity you have comes from infection. Now, that comes Mm -hmm. at a cost, right, of long COVID, of complications, et cetera. Vaccine-induced immunity gives you immunity to one part of the virus rather than all of the virus. And while those vaccines can be reactogenic, that is, cause Uh, side effects, they do Mm -hmm. not have the same risks of complications or dangers as infection does. Here's a question. Having COVID now twice, 
This one, like I said, like a pretty heavy cold. Last year I got it. It was much more difficult. I had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life, chills, uh, feverish. Um, is that, am I experiencing just pro- likely two different strains of COVID there? Is that, is that the it's, most? It's not only that, Adam, but it's the fact that your immunity, you know, right before you got COVID this time was different than last time. Okay. You've gotten another dose of vaccine. You could well have been exposed and had, you know, asymptomatic infection. So, uh, yes, and and that's why you and I and other people are and will continue to get infected until we have second-generation vaccines. Is What's happening is the virus keeps mutating. We, We no sooner reach out with a new vaccine, and because people are not taking precautions, the virus mutates, and now it's a little bit more immune evasive, whether it's natural immunity, vaccine-induced immunity, or both. Someone asks um, if you're take should people take Paxlovid when they get COVID? Should people take any treatments that are available? Yeah, I, I definitely think there is a role for those antivirals. That's one of the antivirals. There are three approved. Um, if they're in a high-risk situation, we generally think of that as people in their mid to late 60s and older, or if they have underlying medical conditions or immunocompromised. Um, it, it's a safe medication. Uh, I tried to take it for two days, and I couldn't. The taste was so bad for me. Uh, my wife didn't have much problem with it. Um, and there was an article out, observational study, uh, that's just out a day ago showing that rebound rates in this mm. small observational study was about 20% with Paxlovid and about 2% in people who did not take Paxlovid. So there's, there's beginning to be the sense that if we're going to use an antiviral like uh, Paxlovid, we may have to use it for a longer period than just five days. Oh, wow. Dr. Gregory Poland, uh, we've got about a minute or so left, but, uh, you know, we're nine days away from Thanksgiving. And, you know, for me, like, I kind of tested on a whim. It's like, well, I kind of feel like I have a cold, but uh, well, I'm just going to test here. What should people do, even if you have the most minor kind of symptoms? I guess, what's your advice? Because I know a lot of people probably think, well, you know, it feels like a mild cold to me. I don't want to confirm no. it either way. You know, what I do we mean, do? If, if, I, if, if we were on TV, I'd get down on my hands and knees to, to plead with people because of what we see and the disasters that we see happen, get your flu vaccine, get your COVID updated vaccine. If you're age 60 and older, talk to your doctor about getting RSV vaccine. If you do develop symptoms, get tested. If you're going to be around other people, get tested. It helps us as physicians to know what to do and fills out your medical history in terms of any complications you would have. And it helps you to take appropriate action to protect your loved ones and your friends and the people around you. Dr. Poland, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate you as always. Glad you're feeling better. And uh, we'll talk with you soon, sir. Well, thank you. Good luck to you, Adam, and happy Thanksgiving to all. You as well. Thank you, sir. Okay, again, Dr. Dr. Gregory Poland, once again, vaccinologist at the Mayo Clinic. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.